Welcome everybody to Saint Seiya Cosmocast. I'm Ramses. Thank you so much for waiting. Sorry for the delay of the production of the episode, but I have some unfortunate things that I had to deal with. But I do appreciate those that have found a podcast since and have been waiting for a new episode. Hopefully, you guys will not be disappointed. Um, to give you guys a little bit of context about why I had to take a leave of absence, um, I had to get some changes to my audio. Hopefully, a lot of this audio stuff sounds a lot better. Um, I'm doing my best here with, with, with the equipment I got, but I was able to change up a lot of things and hopefully it, it sounds a lot better in the final version. And also I've been dealing with a lot of depression and also anxiety as well with like trying to make sure this episode or any episodes going forward is, is going to be like good or anything like that or like what I'm going to do like going forward. And I shouldn't be worrying about that type of thing. I have to kind of like take this like one episode at a time. Unfortunately, uh, and I think doing it that way will, well, you know, ease up things a little bit. And also, too, uh, one last thing before every before I even started recording was that unfortunately I had some back surgery done for some growth that I had going, and um, you know, it was nothing malicious, nothing, nothing cancerous. Thankfully, it was everything was everything was actually okay. Problem was, um, the time that I wanted to take to time off, I wanted to do, I wanted to do some recordings and stuff like that, but unfortunately, I just was bedridden and I didn't even get out, like, to get out of bed at all, to even do anything at all. And only, only, re- only super recently was I able to, like, get around and actually start doing things again that I usually do, including record stuff like this. So I feel that because it's been such a long time, Without an episode, or to get us back it back to how we used to do things, I feel that instead of doing a usual episode where we would do a topic or you know discuss what's going on in the world of Saint Seiya in terms of like what news and stuff like that, we just want to make a state of the series kind of like where we are right now, standing in like the in the United States and like kind of in bits and pieces of the world because I think there's a lot of news. I think that all that news can be wrapped up into like one episode, and when when it's all said and done, we can um, we can have another episode just as we regularly do as well. So, you know, hopefully, hopefully this this break of format will you know break up the monotony and also you know give us put us up to speed to where we should be news wise and everything else wise with the series. So since the last time we um, had an episode, we discussed about filler episodes in anime and in Saint Seiya in general, what my thoughts were about it, and also like there was kind of like some some information about like Saint Seiya being on like how they're doing some some free stuff for Saint Seiya during the lockdown, and since then we had some developments, not too much because again we've uh, we're currently still kind of in a pandemic and a lot of this news is kind of slowing down because of it. But I do feel like there is some news to discuss. The biggest concerning Saint Seiya proper is that the manga is getting its final edition as published by Ata Shonen, who are now the current uh, right holders to this franchise, and have been publishing Saint Seiya and their Shonen Champion um, compilation manga. So, 
Um, so they've been publishing that, and what's interesting about these is that it the first, especially in the first issue, it has Saint Seiya Chapter Zero, and that's a three chapter uh, manga that was done in two thousand eight between the time that Fumetta was working on Saint Seiya Next Dimension. So in addition to that, that series he was he was doing that, and it's for the first time you get that gets to get serialized in uh, in printed form outside of being in the outside just being in the comics. So it's considered to be the most complete version of Saint Seiya that has that tacked on. So I would like to see if anybody in the United States would like to take it over because. The original translation by Viz, well, it's good for its time. It was really handicapped by a lot of issues that it um, was still using the dub from the Deke version of the series and had to like obey to the, like a lot of the rules and a lot of names that they had to do changes to. And I do feel that a new version of the manga, especially right now with the series, you know, starting to get a little bit more popular with the fran- with um, with people because thanks to the Netflix show or because the series is now on Netflix and a lot of people are aware of the series. I think having the series um, available again with a better translation would be very good, especially these final editions with these new chapters added in and these new colored pages and whatnot. So. You know, fingers crossed, hopefully either Viz or someone else will pick it up. And, you know, if it does, you know, I'll, I'll gladly buy him. Because, like, I do feel that that does deserve to be um, recognized and deserve to be seen as Last time we also talked about the series, Season 2 had um had already been um put up for the CGI series. Or part two, as as it's known, as it's put there on the on uh, Netflix. Usually, their seasons are usually crumpled up into like two parts. That makes up the first season, or something like that. But I don't like how they have it set up. Where it's part one, part two, part three, or season two of the series. It was still kind of like lift up in the air, and unfortunately, we didn't hear anything about it because, like, by the time that any kind of news were to be said, the pandemic hit and. Uh, we just couldn't be just getting any more information. Um, but only about a month ago, uh, Yoshi uh, Haru Asino had been had gone on record on various podcasts saying that um, the season, the uh, next season of the series is happening, and that the series is having its course correction, hopefully to be more in line with the actual series. Um, I will say I have a few thoughts on on this thought. On all of this, first and foremost, concerning the timing, I know it's been a long time since we had an episode, but consider that like, a, that it's a CGI show and that it takes very long to make a CGI show, especially for a show that's consistently CGI. It has to. It it, it comes as no surprise that they couldn't say anything about it because it was it, it just because of this, because of the nature of the kind of series it was, so. And this comes in no surprise whatsoever that it took this long for it to be announced. And I don't think we're going to be seeing anything anytime soon. My prediction is that we're going to see something in maybe um, spring of 2002. That's the earliest I know that we're going to see anything about the series. And that's most likely when we're going to get our next, uh, our next group of episodes as well. As far as... 
what I think of the news of the, of the series, of course, I'm correcting. I always said to myself that the, the Sanctuary chapter is always a big tonal shift and everything shifts very drastically from its initial um, arcs. When you get to this, when you get to this part of the series, I feel like it's a, a different series altogether, and that, and it shows because it's like you know it's very self-contained. It's like we feel like we're feeling like less and less, like less these big battles against like big against like one or two people and it's just one-on-one fights that's more methodical, more thought-provoking and stuff like that. Not your typical shonen anime kind of thing. So. Saying that they're going to course correct it, I mean, it feels like that that's already kind of a given, in my opinion. Like, I feel like that's something that we we know that's going to happen because it, there was a huge um change going to that series when we get to the Sanctuary arc. So, you know, hopefully, hopefully this change of pace will benefit the writers, benefit um, the people doing the series, and hopefully it will change a lot of what that um initial thoughts of the series. I was very... I wouldn't say warm to it. I was accepting to it. Like I knew like what they were trying to do and I I, I justified a lot of what they what they were doing and I feel like because of that, you know, I didn't feel as angry as other people are. And a lot of people were angry with the changes, but I wasn't because I kinda knew like from being involved with a lot of writers and stuff like that, I knew that okay, I understand how these things, like type things, work in terms of like writing, why things had to be changed, why, um, why different things had to happen. Period. And you know, it's also like one of the things where it's like concerning change itself. You know, I do wonder if it's, you know, Netflix or Toy or whoever also made that the made the choice as well to change what's going on as well. So hopefully. If it does change, hopefully it's for the better, and hopefully everyone's in agreement, and it's something that we all can get behind. Another thing that should be talked about is where we are with the licensing of the actual anime. Last time we talked about the series in terms of like where we are with um, licensing. Currently, Netflix had all the rights to publish the original 104 episodes of the series and that was worldwide but unfortunately I've been hearing news now that starting October 12th because of licensing agreements with other networks in Mexico and other parts of the world and other parts of South America um, they're going to have to drop the series from Netflix. I do believe in Mexico they are still airing the series over the air and that's at least one net positive that if you're if you live in Mexico, you can still watch a series. And there hasn't been any news like that in the United States. So like, if it's easier for you to watch the series on Netflix, it's still gonna be available for you to watch on Netflix. One of the other big things is that Tubi TV, a subsidiary of uh, News Corp, had picked up the rights to various toy animation series. And have put up the series on their um, 2BTV app. Um, the series, for our sake, the series that they picked up include Saint Seiya Solo Gold, Saint Seiya Saint the Show, and Saint Seiya the Hades. Unfortunately, it um, these I don't I believe that Saint Seiya 
Hades is only dubbed in Latino Spanish, and that is the new Latino dub, not the one that has all the returning cast members from the original dub coming back. And concerning Cynthia Show and um, Solo Gold, those don't have a dub, and they both have like um, subtitles also in Latino Spanish as well. So this makes me think that this was more of something they picked up for the Latino audience that might be interested in the series, and they could not pick up the main series. So you know, there is hope. Hope that like someday soon that maybe we can get Hades dubbed in English, but you know. It's a long shot. You just need to continue to support the series on Netflix and stuff like that. In terms of like any other new pro um, projects concerning Saint Seiya, in terms of animation other than the CGI series, we don't have anything to report. But, you know, like I said, who knows what's going to happen now in the future. But for now, at least, let's keep up positive uh, thoughts as to like what, well, what the series will bring to us. In terms of merchandising... Um, it's, there hasn't been that, that many, but it's been consistent, and that's one of the more interesting things. The Funko Pops that we talked about back in episode, um, one, the very first proper episode, not episode zero, um, those that we saw at Toy Fair, those just came and went, and those are still readily available. You can still buy those at retail price of $9.99, so if you're, if you're a Saint Seiya fan and you want to pick up something on the cheap, but don't, um, don't skip on these. These are really good. And in terms of action figures and stuff like that, in terms of like, you know, actually, especially for the US market or for not, not the Japanese market, the anime hero Saint Seiya line has been continuing, surprisingly. After the initial offerings of Seiya, Iodius, and Saga, we now have Eris Mu, um, Virgo Shaka, Aquarius Camus, and coming soon, um, Phoenix Eve. So it's good to know that the franchise is still going on. With this um, in the subline, considering that there's so many series in the subline, I think like it's One Piece, Naruto, and in some parts of the world because of copyright of who owns the figures. I know here in the United States, it's, it's um, these figures are owned. This line is actually owned by McFarlane, um, My Hero Academia. So they had to make new figures for all those. And considering they're still consistently taking, you know, still consistently making new. Um, figures for Saint Seiya alone, that is a huge, huge thing to have. So hopefully they will continue making new figures, and you can pick those up from like Amazon, Big Bad Toy Store, wherever you want to buy your action figures. I guess the biggest things we can discuss going on with Saint Seiya is the fact that um, after so long of it going being off and on. And thanks to the pandemic, it was kind of like temporarily put on hold up until recently. But uh, we're going to get a live-action Saint Seiya movie. It's going to be um, it's just going to be called Knights of the Zodiac. It's going to be produced. It's going to be made by Polish director uh, Tomasz uh, Bazinkic, who he's worked on various shorts before, animated shorts. And he's currently working with Project City Red on projects like The Witcher, and he worked on the 2013 um, Cyberpunk 2077 promo that that was shown there. And we um, and he's currently working on a Netflix version of The Witcher as well. So this is gonna be his first time directing. As far as writing, um, 
it's going to be written by Josh Campbell and Matt Stroken. They took in the, the reins after various um, rewrites by other, by other people, but that's officially who's going to be writing it. And their only other writing credit so far has been for 10 Floor Field Lane. The biggest news that comes out of this is um, behind the scenes is who's going to be the stunt coordinator. And the stunt coordinator is Andy Chang, who's working a lot of um, Jack Chen movies back in like the late um, like 90s and 2000s, including The Nice Guy, Where Am I? The first two World Shadow movies, Shanghai Noon, and I think his biggest one to to um, that we're all taking notice of is that he worked on Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. So hopefully, hopefully in terms of combat and stuff like that, and how it's always going to look, it's going to look really cool. Um, in terms of who's going to be in the movie itself, the first known casting was uh, Franca Jasmine. She was she confirmed that she was going to do this movie next. Her role is still unknown, but she um, she said after in an interview in early two thousand one that she was working on the Saint Sam movie. Um, Franca Jasmine she plays Jean Grey in the ex- first three X Men movies, and she was also in Golden. Um. Then after that, on September 21st, we got our very first, like, full kind of, like, casting as to who's going to be playing who. Um, as of right now, this is who we got. Uh, Makinayu Arata, the son, the great uh, Sonny Chiba, is going to be playing Seiya. Um, he's done various, um, he's done various movies such as, uh, Pacific Rim. And he's done a lot of anime stuff for, like, um, Peach Girl, Roni Kenshin, Tokyo Ghoul, and Jojo Part 4. Uh, Madison uh, Iceman, who appears in the newer Jumanji movies and in the new um, Amazon TV show, I Know What You Did Last Summer. She is playing Sienna Kido, aka Athena, or Seori Kido. Um, in kind of a weird twist, um, Franco Jasmine's Golden Light co star and, and veteran actor. Sean Bean will be in the movie. Sean Bean, of course, guy who comes out in a lot of movies. Again, GoldenEye, Lord of the Rings, um, you know, Game of Thrones, you name it. He's he's been there, and he's gonna play Alvin Keto. The rest of the cast don't have a, a role just yet, but um, so we're just so we can lead to so we don't know what's gonna happen with these guys just yet. Um, running out the cast is Dio Tomiko. Who's currently starring in the t- in the Netflix show In My Block, and also he's appeared on Teen Wolf. Nick Sell, who's appeared in movies such as Sin City and Terminator Three, and Mark DeCostas, who's appeared in a lot of like movies in general. His most recent shows include uh, Marvel's Agents of Shield and John Wick Three. He's appeared in like other stuff like The Green Freeman, another anime adaptation, um, Double Dragon. Um, He's, he was uh, Eric Driven, the TV show version of Supposedly. I mean, just it's a lot of stuff. I'm sorry, I like so. And currently, right now, the fic- the movie is being done in Croatia and Hungary with a spring 2023 release to be released by Sony Pictures, with the movie being co-produced by Toei. Um, as far as my thoughts go about the movie, the thing is about what we. Um, only seen so far as which is just a casting news and a few photos on set. I really can't make a decision as to like what you know what to feel about about what, what's going on so far. I know Hollywood hasn't been the best when it comes to doing a lot of adaptation so to animes, 
and a lot of people are afraid that this is going to be another bad adaptation. And, you know, it might. You know, and fortunately, that's going to be one of the things that we have to deal with. That it could be good or it could be bad. And as far as, like, what, how my stance with the series and this movie goes is that I'm going to continue to support it. I do feel that, you know, it's no one's fault for the movie. No one wants to make a bad movie when they go out to make a bad movie. You know, stuff happens, unfortunately. And... I f- and you know, I, I f- it's sad that you know we live in this day of age where it's like it's easy to just dogpile on, on one bad thing and just let it, it be like the, you know, the whipping boy, the whipping person, or something like that. That 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 um that just creates a toxic environment with the franchise. And unfortunately, you know that it's I you know you you can't escape it. You know, you see it in Star Wars, you see it in Marvel, you see it in a lot of places. And I'm even old enough to remember when um, there was a lot of the controversy was still, like, you know, before there was an internet. I remember... I remember I was old enough to remember what happened with uh, Michael Keaton. When he got... um, and he was casted as Batman back in, you know, in the 80s. And the, there was a huge backlash because he had just come off of movies such as Gung-Ho and um, Mr. Mom. A lot of com- uh, comedic movies that, you know, didn't do any favors that he's going to be playing like the serious Dark Knight character. And people thought we we're going to know he was Mr. Says like something like the 60s Batman and stuff like that. But, you know, he... We were proven wrong. We, like a lot of people love that movie, and especially they love Michael Keaton for being this um, the definitive Batman. And people still consider him to be the definitive Batman. And even to this day, you still get still like, hear a lot of the backlash, especially when you hear guys like talk about like um, uh, like Robert Pattinson who's playing Batman for a new movie that's coming out next year. I hear a lot of things like, "Oh my God, why is a guy from Twilight doing this?" And it's like, you know. I, I've been, I've been, I've done this um, show and dance for so long. I'm about to be 38 years old. I don't want to deal with any of this stuff. So my stance officially is that, good or bad, I'm going to support this. And I feel that, you know, we should give support to the actors, give support to the fans that are interested in it. But at the end of the day, the core of this podcast and the core of everything I want that I wanted to achieve with the Saint Seiya Cosmo cast was I wanted to create an environment where these types of things does not exist. I want this to be a place where a new fan can come in, they can easily um, digest the series instead of trying to um, digest everything all at once, instead of telling them, hey, you don't, you don't have to watch 114 episodes. Watch a few episodes, five or six episodes, come back, talk to us, have a discussion, and then do it again. And I wanted, and that was that's the original intent. That's why uh, I did those episodes with that with the episode, um, you know, talk back and everything, because I really wanted to, to promote this environment where if a new person were to come in, they would not feel they can take things slowly. They can take things as much as as fast as they can or as slowly as they can, and I feel like that's should be how we should be treating everything with Saint Sing. And I feel that we should not be dying over frivolous things. We should not be dying on the hill of like such frivolous things and it's like 
you know, superficial things that, that, you know, a lot of people on the internet would like to argue about and do something very differently. So, like I said, like, my hopes is that if I can create one new fan from all this, especially if I can get one of those actors to be a longtime fan from, from all this, then I feel like my mission is complete. And even if someone new that's coming in fresh, that's coming in blind, that does not know anything about Saint Seiya and wants to learn about Saint Seiya, if that person, that exact person, comes in and gets all the information and digests everything and becomes more knowledgeable about the series and goes out on their own and becomes a fan because of it, then I feel that, that, that then I feel that my mission um, objective is complete. And I want that to happen. And I feel like it, the only way we can do that is we gotta set aside a lot of like our um, negativity, a lot of our negative thoughts, you know, just like whatever like things that we have lingering about whatever that that creates toxic environments. We should put that aside. We have to step aside and, and realize that's like that's not the hill that Saint that Saint Seiya will die on. I don't want it to die like the like the hills of like um. A series such as Star Wars, where it's just frivolous, frivolous um, arguments that make that at the end of the day, it's just like um, you don't want. Like it's just it seems very petty, especially on all sides. Where it's just like they want to, they they're not that that because of how like because of how, because of their feelings on everything, it becomes very difficult to. Um, It, it just becomes very difficult to, to like find a common ground sometimes or you know find some sort of positivity where it's just all or nothing and I feel like that shouldn't be how it is but you know even before the internet we had these types of issues and I feel like if there's one place that that should be that where we can at least try to improve on it it'd be like right here so it's like I know I can't stop the world. I'm not gonna ask for people to like call hands and sing kumbaya. That's just impossible. But I do feel that we can do something positive, especially with what's going on with the with this movie, and just start something fresh, something new, something interesting that the fans and the um, uh, potential fans or just newcomers in general will be interested. You know, if the movie if the movie's bad, then the movie's bad. I'm not gonna like. Um, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be like. Oh, like uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna make a, a dissertation about the movie and spend like hours on it. Watching, it's like it's a bad movie. Whatever, you know. There's it's just a dime a dozen bad movie that you see every day and like on every day. So it's like, why should this be different? That um, just because it has a name Saint Sam, you know? And it's good. Great, you know that's a net positive. We should look at it that way as well. If it's if it's good, you know we shouldn't be looking at it if it's if it's bad. Like, well, what if it's good? You know. So I know I'm rambling on and on about it, but it's like basically what I'm trying to say is like right now we don't need to make a toxic environment for anybody trying to get into the series. I've been interested because they heard this the news of the casting, the news of of the movie itself, or even if the cast members are even listening, which I doubt, but let's hope they are. You know, make the, I want everybody to make them feel welcome. I do want the fans to make everybody feel welcome to the fandom as much as they can. So I guess that's about it for now. This is pretty much the pretty much about it. Like I said, like this is like a very truncated episode. There's a lot of things that we can discuss. 
we can further discuss later if you want in further in future episodes as well. I do know I have one or two episodes I want to talk about where different things will be doing, and we can roll them up with our usual episodes about like um you know episode discussions and stuff like that as well and then the typical news we'll be discussing news more often, especially with the movie coming out and that's about it, you know. Well, if anybody has any thoughts, any questions, you know, please send them my way um, on Twitter and see Cosmocast. You can say you can send a tweet at me, and you know, we'll, we'll discuss and we'll even read it on the air if it, if you want to read it on the air. You want to just if you also want to join the discussion as well. We also have a hashtag: uh, Keep Burning That Cosmos, all one word. And you know, um, loves like you know, just keep an eye on the Twitter. Because I want to do some new interesting things, and I want to try a lot of interesting things, and it's up to you guys to tell me if it's a good idea or not. Because it's basically I'm doing this for you guys, I'm doing this for the fans. I'm doing this so I can, so we can all do something all together, so we can all just do something really cool at the end of the day. So um, with that said, guys, you know, thank you so much for listening, and per usual, keep burning that cosmos. Cuando lanza su ataque, el torango cuenta su canción, la canción de